pay close heed to my every word. I wasn't so far away Can't see my friends Can't hang the lights Atop the tree With the stars so bright All the sad Christmas songs Hit way harder now Never knew How it'd feel to be away From the ones I love So I say Merry Christmas Listen League Podcast, episode 429. I'm Matt Turson. Merry Swissmas. I'm John Hunt. <laughs> Mr. Clanferno. <laughs> welcome, welcome. And uh, happy... <laughs> that's the bottle coming off my whiskey. The, the, the cap. So, welcome, welcome, and Merry Holidays. I guess <laughs> are we, to say we are that? talking about Christmas. We are. Christmas. We're going to talk about Christmas specials. Off on some other weird thing. It's like, oh, have you haven't seen Dad's Dreidel Day? No, we haven't seen that. <laughs> Wasn't well, big around my house. It's, you know, maybe we'll talk about Festivus a little bit, but mostly it's going to be a Christmas palooza. Strap in. <laughs> <laughs> You got your drink all sorted over there? Yeah. yeah it sounds like you're like done that <laughs> Sounds like you're you're doing like the the cocktail the movie kind of thing. You're like throwing the bottle up in the air. I wish I was that skilled. Sorry, I probably should have done that before as you said. Cocktail but, uh, the movie. You'll forgive me. You'll forgive me. All forgiven at the holidays. Yeah, exactly. It's Christmas. The most important part is that you have a drink in your hand. Yeah, it's not eggnog though because eggnog that's is gross. gross. Yeah. Eggnog is gross. I have what? diarrhea just thinking about it. Oh, it's gross. That's also gross. That's even grosser. <laughs> <laughs> there's that. I don't know if anyone has seen. There's like Simpsons. It's a recent one where the Simpsons open up like an Airbnb kind of thing around Christmas, and these people are this eggnog is. You know, because Marge served them and she tried to give them like a holiday experience, and they're they're like, "This eggnog is disgusting," and she says, "All eggnog is disgusting." <laughs> it and is true, Marge. I love Marge when she gets mad. Speaking of Marge, you know what I watched tonight? Simpsons Christmas special. So, how are we doing oh, this show? I don't know. I thought I was just going to go right into it. Yeah, just go right into it. Just start talking. Go right into it. Clay and I will take a nap, yeah, drink some eggnog, have some Come diarrhea. On. Was yeah, that I've... the Christmas special <laughs> that you watched, that particular one? Or did I you watched watch another one? a few of them. I watched three. But tonight, I was like, what should I watch? As I'm having a little dinner before we record here, I said, oh, the Simpsons Christmas special. The first Simpsons syndicated show. 
was the Christmas special in 1989. And it was called Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. And it started it all. So that was that like it was the first thing that wasn't on Tracy Ullman? Yes, that's huh. that's it. So it's uh, it's history making, and it's I think it's no holds up. I don't know. Like I watched it a lot in 1989. Probably John Hunt was the person who said, "Oh, you should watch this show." Probably was me. Uh, well, because <laughs> I was watching Tracy Ullman just for The Simpsons before that. Yeah. Many of us were, I think, as I recall, I, and those that. By the time they did the Christmas special and got the production going for that, was it still kind of the bad animation that was on Tracy Ullman? Different no, it design? looked more like how they went on to look. Like, yeah. and there's some tweaks made since then, but well, Homer's voice is different. Yeah, if he was the same guy, it. but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's still Dan Castle in it. Well, the funny thing was, apparently, it's... for the Tracy Ullman show, uh, Matt Groening had. The, given them some sketches, figured that they would redo it, and the animators just traced over his sketches. So that's why it looks oh, so really? like <laughs> crappy. That's funny. Yeah. So, but then Fox, you know, wanted to do a thing, and and James O. Brooks negotiated with Fox to get this, like a a, a real a regular show, and he didn't want to do Life in Hell because he he would have to lo- give up the rights to it. So he came up with The Simpsons, and then. The, the Christmas, there was supposed to be another episode. The Christmas one wasn't supposed to be the first one, but the end, there were some problems with the animation. And so it ended up being the Christmas one, ended up being the first one. Oh, Here we cool. are. And I think it's still pretty, like, you, you, you see Patty and Selma, you see Flanders, you see Barney, you see Mo, uh, like Millhouse, Mr. Burns, like so many characters are introduced in this one episode. So there is pretty- probably Harry Shearer was still doing was doing a lot of the voices too then yeah all the a lot of the people. the voices like might maybe kind of changed a little bit or were they like yeah you know, like homer's more like oh, homer sounds more like uh walter Matthau because <laughs> that's who that's who he was basing him on yeah i Not, can see uh, that yeah. mr burns is a little different too like he's more i don't know how to even describe it but he's more like it's not like the hey simpson hey like it's more <laughs> just like he sounds meaner, I guess, in a yeah. way. Like, so it's. I love hair shear. Oh yeah, me too. It's just a great. It's a fun thing though. Like, oh, Flanders is on it too, and I think Flanders was a little bit more of like a. I don't know. He's not as weird as he got with the religion. He's not in it that much. Is it? But... Do they? Are they at Christmas thing and Flanders starts crying? Is this one? That no, this? no, that's not okay. This. <laughs> that's, like, that's the one I always was like, where, where Todd is performing some sort of thing, Rod or Todd, I forget which, and he starts crying because it's so beautiful. But Homer's like, "Come on, Flanders, he's not that bad." <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the part where Homer's coming out of the dollar store type place because he doesn't have any money to go shopping because he didn't get his bonus, and Mara tried to use the Christmas money to remove Bart's tattoo. That's a, the crux of the show. Bart got a you tattoo. You want to get that laser near your eye or your groin, <laughs> whatever. That yeah, is. that's right. So he bumps into Flanders, and all Flanders' packages go flying, and Homer has like one lame paper bag with, and he had bought Maggie like a dog <laughs> toy, a squeezy <laughs> dog toy that was a pork chop, and like Rod or Todd or whichever one it is, because like Mr. Simpson, you dropped your pork chop. He's like, give me that. <laughs> it sounds like really me fun. Christmas shopping this year. <laughs> 
this year is going to be a little different for everybody, I think. But everybody's getting puzzles and board games from me, and that's all. It's, but yeah, I mean, I, I, so, but yeah, you meet, oh, grandpa's in it. It's the first one he's in it too, because they're watching that, was it the crappy, scrappy elves or whatever? The happy, <laughs> happy scrappy elves. And Homer calls them the, the crappy elves, I think. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so they go to the track, they lose all the money, but they take Santa's little helper home, and that's how like that's how it ends. And still a happy Christmas because they get a dog for Christmas. Yeah, I'd say later on they were like, "Oh, we they they regretted naming it the writers naming it Santa's little Santa's little helper." They're like, hey, "We were really kind of tied to that one." <laughs> Santos L Al, Al helper. <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny. Like, there are the dog isn't in it that much. So it's kind of, but it's a really it's a fun. It's it sets up a lot of the same the dynamic that they would have for years and years. It's gone. It's gotten away from that a little bit. I know it's not Homer's kind of just more just dumb now, you know, yeah. like he's really just dumb. I haven't seen Where, Simpsons in a long time. I think we were saying yeah, last week. Yeah. It's still pretty good. But like back then he was like this lovable loser guy who wanted to just do right by his family, but he was kind of lazy and whatever, but like he wasn't, as dumb, you know. It's, I, I remember Conan O'Brien talking about that years ago when he was a writer. He was like, hey, they just make Homer dumber and dumber. Yeah, and he, like he said that when movie, he was a writer, <laughs> everybody wanted to write Homer, though, because they thought he was the funnest character to write. And so, and like, every episode became about Homer, but it wasn't about him going to the power plant and doing something. It was all just him doing these crazy, silly things. But in the beginning, it was supposed to be kind of Bart gets into these wacky situations. Yeah, Bart was the, the <laughs> character. Shorts, everyone. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Underachiever yeah. and proud of it. How old is this file? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I still enjoy watching it. I don't know if it's just because it was the first Simpsons. I I don't remember watching them on Tracy Ullman, to be honest, but that was my first exposure. I and mean, I think it was probably from a VHS tape lent to me by John Hunt. Most likely. Ooh, what a son of a bitch. Yeah, all this influence I held over your, your <laughs> viewing habits. I know. Wait a minute. I was like a slave. Well, a but, slave uh, to awesome. Yeah. What, what should I do now, John? Well, you should um, interview <laughs> Flint Dilly. Oh. Yes, we did that. Wow. A couple weeks ago. Just kidding. It was a couple days ago. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm pulling the, pulling the. Uh, sorry, I'm doing something as we're talking, so I'm sort of <laughs> pulling back the curtain is what I want to say. Oh, pulling back the old kimono. <laughs> <laughs> like the guy in the Christmas Carol. Look under my robe. <laughs> Just the two children under here. <gasps> and my uh, balls. Just the two kids and my balls. <laughs> that would have been something, huh? If he uh, wasn't Christmas wearing, balls. Like, yeah. Christmas balls. <laughs> Jingle balls. Like the ones you hang on the tree? <laughs> yeah. That's what I was uh, talking about. What were you guys talking about? No, nothing. I wasn't even talking. I was thinking about his nuts, though. <laughs> thinking about his nuts. <laughs> just thinking about yeah, just thinking about the ghost of Christmas, whatever's nuts. Present. Ghost of Christmas present. Oh, I'd love well, some if, presents. 
if you wanted to the ghost uh, of Kristen's presence if you wanted to pass the old yule log the burning yule log <laughs> my way i could talk a little bit about a christmas special that i liked please unless you're here's, here's the yule log i enjoyed as as a child and a little bit this afternoon Although my memories of it <laughs> enjoyed it as a child and this afternoon <laughs> and this afternoon, but you know I wanted to have like a pretty good list to come at you guys pretty hot, Mr. Magoo's Oh, a Christmas Carol. How about that, it's going to be back, back, back. <laughs> yeah, the first part is all about Broadway, <laughs> and then yeah, they do. I hate that one so much, but I love it because of that terrible song at the beginning. I, I love, I, I kind of like the art and stuff that I'm doing now. I kind of really appreciate that. I can't describe it. It's a weird, it's definitely seventies, yeah, sixties, seventies aesthetic that would be for uh, Mr. PBD and Sherman, that yeah. animation studio. Oh, uh, also, the guy that created Mr. Magoo was the guy that produced a bunch of the American versions of the Godzilla movies, Henry J. Saperstein. Oh, before he died, he was excited because in 1998, he got an American Godzilla and a live-action Mr. Magoo all in the same year. Sadly, oh, uh, both those movies were terrible, but, you know... <laughs> But, you know, it's funny because we have this sort of new version of the podcast. Because I could talk about anything. We didn't plan that I was going to talk about Mr. Magoo and you're going to have some weird Godzilla. No, no I wasn't going to be. A, you did, did not know I was going to drop some knowledge on you. <laughs> I did not know. You were, in fact, before we started recording, you were like, well, we're not going to really be dropping any knowledge. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no one. And I was absolutely nobody else picked this. I know it. <laughs> John? No, I remember John being a fan of Magoo. Oh. Oh, my God. So it it has this cool animation. Jim Backus, you know, Thurston yeah. Howell the Third yeah. plays basically Herd. the same character as Mr. Magoo, <laughs> except for that he's it, it's funny watching these things now. Oh well we would like probably feel pretty bad for him if he didn't have good sight and hearing. <laughs> he can, we wouldn't make fun of a person like that. <laughs> but he's always mm-hmm. crashing into stuff and yeah, like talking to like things that aren't people, thinking it like he'll be hanging out with a mop, thinking he's with some lady. <laughs> away. Yeah, he's like, oh, he, yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm at the beginning that. of this, and the there's the, the whole big scene of him singing the song about Broadway and how he has to get to the stage door on time, and he ends up going into the stage, going into some restaurant. He thinks it's the theater, but then the restaurant people are sick of him. Yeah, he came into the restaurant again. Roll him in there, <laughs> and he knocks, and he's like... old man wandered into the restaurant again. Yeah, and then and then the directors are like, where have you been, Magoo? I'm ready to take the stage. And he goes out on stage, and on the way, knocks out the, the rope with the sandbag, and the sandbag comes and hits the director it, on his head. He, put on, he goes to put on his clothes, and doesn't he get the coat rack and stuff stuck on him, too? <laughs> yeah, he, he gets <laughs> all messed up. Spoiler warning, he, we have the Christmas Carol podcast. And yeah, it's it's very much. I haven't read the book A Christmas Carol, but it, there was line for line. Dickens made almost a perfect story. They talk about having specific like story type things. Oh, he only makes fifteen bob a week, and and they're just like, I see that, I see that some other specter has gotten your attention. It's gold. It's the same they, lines. They play it things. pretty straight. At once, it turns into the the production. Yeah, because. The whole thing is that it's not Mr. Magoo kind of just inserted as 
yeah, playing to him actually is him as an on actor Broadway. Yeah. on Broadway. As so they it's established like, on the Mr. Magoo cartoon that he was like a well-respected Broadway actor, of course. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Mr. Magoo cinematic universe type thing. There was a character <laughs> called Gerald McBoing Boing. From... Is this the MMCU? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Gerald McBoing Boing plays Tiny Tim. And he, but he's a character of note in this universe. Oh, that's cool that Gerald McBoing Boing is probably also an actor in his life. Just keep saying Gerald McBoing Boing. It's so great to say. It is. It is really great. And I wanted to say one thing. You were talking about he's talking to stuff, but also Mr. Ragu's kind of like seeing in the light fixtures ghosts and stuff, and that's where Jacob Marley is. And the only thing that was really different in this, even though they're pretty, pretty straight, was they had the ghost of Christmas present come first, the guy with the robe and the balls. <laughs> he comes first, then past, and then future. Huh. And then God bless us, everyone. Big boing, boing, this or that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it it's it was one I really remembered watching as a kid, but I didn't remember this whole thing as being a meta stage production. You know what I mean? I didn't know it was like that. But I, I know, didn't. Mr. Magoo is a famous actor, I guess. Huh. We've been holding the curtain for thirty minutes. I've never missed a stage time, and then the big <laughs> bow at the end. Of course, Mr. Magoo, he's blind, so he's basically mooning the audience when he's taking his bows. <laughs> Tiny Tim's like, turn around, Gerald McBoy, boy, turn around, turn around. Oh, Magoo. Good... Uh, uh, yeah, I just remember John's impression as though it always made me laugh. Oh, Magoo. Uh. You know what's really weird is the Mr. Magoo, when they want to insert him into classic fairy tales and literature. I remember they did an episode where he was Don Quixote. And uh, I went and looked that up, I'm going to say recently, but it was eight years ago now. But, it, you know, because they had a, a catchy little theme song that'd be like, do, 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 And at the beginning had him in all these different, him crossing the Delaware as George Washington or <laughs> him as the Mona Lisa. It's, you know, it's like, this is so weird. It's Even a weird as a kid, to have a I knew it was weird. A Don Quixote. Yeah. <sighs> but I also, I always loved Mr. Mugu. I watched it when I was a kid, it was always, seemed like it was always on. It's like something you never asked for, but it was always there. Hmm. <laughs> like Casey Kasem's Top 40, according to Flint Dilly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, spoiler warning, go listen to our Flint Dilly interview if you want to hear about his thoughts on Casey Kasem. <laughs> so, maybe we can transition if no one has any objections, because we're, we're going from one play that Mr. Magoo is in. I want to go to the Charlie Brown directed play. Wait, Charlie hold on Brown. a second. Hold on a second. I just, I have to pick up this burning Yule log and throw oh. it back at you. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Whoa. Uh, ah, it's hot. Unless, John, you had something else. No, to no, say no. Go ahead. I, I didn't have anything. Oh, I did. I, I also will sing to Mrs. Elder. Ringle, ringle. I don't remember what the rest of the words are, so I'm always like, <laughs> I've got to tinkle, you know. So <laughs> that's another song from the Magoo Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. <laughs> great songs. Yeah, great song. That's that's the only. I, I guess that's also a big difference between the the original Christmas Carol and Magoo Christmas Carol is that he sings a lot more than yes, yes, Scrooge yes. does. But the story is. Uh, the story. 
Yeah. Wow. All right. So oh, here's yeah. your Yule log. There was back. another. Thank you. There was another. Yeah. There was a play in the Charlie <laughs> Brown Christmas, which was. Was there really though? That was always. <laughs> well, it's true. Like, they never do. They never put on the play. I feel know? like Charlie Brown Christmas was like my version of early bands, where you n- never quite got a song finished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sort of. That was always my. But it was practiced thing. three days a week. But yeah. Not no. And it was tiring, and it's like, oh, I band practice today. It's like, what'd you do? Like, oh. Nothing. I don't know. <laughs> we got, Rock. like, one part of one song done. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they never... I Are we supposed to believe, maybe, that they... That they... There's, like, a play that they just kind of have a music... Because they're just sort of dancing at that one part. When Charlie Brown... So Charlie Brown, because he's depressed about Christmas... Lucy says, "Why don't you be the director in our play?" And, Good grief! And so, me? You want me yeah. to direct a Christmas play? Right, that's always Charlie Brown's reaction when someone asks him to do something that's kind of important. I always like that. Me? Yeah. You want me? He's very humble. Yeah. <laughs> he knew his place, because they always end up regretting asking him. I feel like. Yeah, he knows. He like him like myself knows that he sucks. So he's like, <laughs> "Oh, I suck." Oh, well, he even he even says, "I don't like. I know nobody likes me. Yeah, uh, I know why, nobody uh, likes why me." Why is there a I holiday thought. that emphasizes that fact? Yeah. The funny thing that I thought was so they made that night. They made this in 1965, and when I saw it in like the early 80s, I feel like the Christmas is too commercial thing was even more true. Thankfully, that's yeah. that's been cut back in in yeah. modern culture. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. August seventh, <laughs> you see like. Christmas tree shit in CVS. Yeah, right. But anyway, so the play is, so yeah, Charlie Brown is selected and they're all kind of, he's okay, places everyone, action, and everyone's kind of dancing. And you know, the dance, like the famous dance with the two, the girl kind of just going like, or yeah. is it guy? Whoever it is, it's the a kid. It's a, it, there's a girl, there's two girls doing their little head bopping thing, right? Yeah. And the then the other guy kind of doing that zombie walk thing. Yeah. <laughs> like characters, yeah. I don't even know who they are. There like, are characters. Who's that one character that she's like, oh, you can be the shepherd. And he says, yeah, sure me. Like, Every year I'm the shepherd. He's like, who, who are you? Like, yeah. what? That's, that's, that's his like one and only appearance in a Charlie Brown special. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Are we supposed to believe that there is a play going on? And it's just kind of just a musical. Well, montage. it's a play. No, no. What it is, it's supposed to be about the birth of Christ because he's going to the that Frida is going to play the innkeeper's wife. Right. And, but the problem is no one's interested in doing that play. They want to do something more modern. And so that's why they keep doing Let's like... Let's do Equus. <laughs> <laughs> they want to do that one where the peanuts are all grown up. And, uh, <laughs> they, they go to... What's the name of that one? I don't remember. But, yeah. And there's a Christmas queen. There's no... What, yeah, what's that, the well, see, queen? I think what he's doing is he's got... He, uh-huh. Charlie Brown wants to do the you know the whole actual christmas story but everybody else has thrown their own shit in there and making it weird so it's not a musical and there's not supposed to really be a christmas queen this is everybody else is just trying to assert their influence over it i see i see you see that would have been almost a better story (laughs) which i guess you know whatever we it's well they wrote the story over a weekend because uh coca-cola or something was like we want to do uh you know charlie brown christmas they're talking to the producer lee mendelson he's like yeah sure we can do that no problem and then he called and they're like okay we want something on monday and then he calls yeah. up 
Charles Schultz, he's like, so sold Charlie Brown Christmas. He's like, a what? And he's like, you know, the thing we got to go right right now. <laughs> That's like similar to the story that I've seen on a couple of different things now where the guy that had to write the E.T. video game had to do it like over the yeah. next couple of weeks or yeah. something. Because <laughs> yeah. Spielberg yeah, liked him. Very short time and then he, then he, it was just Or like Flint Dilly did with the Game Master. <laughs> listen to our Flint Dilly interview. Let's go back. Yes, yeah, a couple episodes. Listen to our Flint Dilly interview. I mean that happens a lot, but I mean uh, it's it's interesting, yeah, that this became this the the, this the became, punits were actually really huge in the or in the early to mid '60s, and like this I mean, was a that's big. When yeah. Schultz was at the top of his game. The peanuts yeah. were still funny then, you know, before they <laughs> before they became kind of a real kiddie fair. Before Snoopy took over, you know, right. kind of like yeah, Homer the whole Snoopy yeah. Woodstock debacle. Yeah, don't get me started. Debacle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but like, to make it dr- dramatic. Apparently, Charles and Schultz too. So the part where Linus well, quotes the he, Bible. He used to teach Sunday school, so he wanted to insert a little yeah. religion into an actual Christmas special. Yeah, but people were like, oh, "I don't know." He's like, "Well, no one else is doing it, and who's going to do it if we don't?" And it, yeah. it's true. You're Nelson right. That's you know, and that is the right. best scene. I'm not a I'm not a religious person. But that is that's the, my favorite part of the whole thing. And that made me just love Linus. I was just like, Linus is the best. Even as a kid, I thought yeah. that was great. And I thought Linus was just the man. And yeah, like he's still the man. And oh. my, my voice as a child sounded just like Linus without the lisp. As I, as I had come across uh, old recordings of myself as a kid uh, a while back, I was like, I sound like Linus. Well, they were chill, child yeah, actors. They were another thing chill, that they didn't. Yeah. A lot of people didn't do. They cast adults, oh, wow. you know, in yeah. animated and that, shows. And uh, then Sally was only like three years old, and Melendez, Bill Melendez, had to, was like sort of feeding her her lines, and they sort of record her one word at a time, which is why her performance is kind of weird, but kind of interesting at the same time. Yeah, tens and twenties. Oh yeah. no! All I want is my fair share, you know. Yeah. I guess that may, now, now it makes sense. But I mean, Linus was only like six or seven, and he yeah. recited that whole Bible quote thing. Oh, it's so good. And the kid that played Charlie Brown, Peter something or other. Sorry, right. I'm not. We're doing this without notes, so. Right, we're just. But he was arrested sort of recently for something weird. Oh so that no. Made me a little, that made me a little sad. Oh. Well, the famous the, the famous thing I guess the thing that everybody really remembers is the the sad little tree. That Charlie Brown buys, yeah. and they all make fun of him for it. But now you can buy. I brought my brother one. You can buy a Charlie Brown tree. Fake. It's fake, but it like <laughs> looks exactly like the tree that he bought. And he puts one ball on it as we Christmas just ball. one. Just the one. Just the left one. I guess the ghost but, uh, of the Christmas you know. present had not visited Charlie Brown. <laughs> That's right. He goes to Christmas. But uh, yeah, and it like sags, and it's like. Yeah. Oh, he's got a saggy ball, man. The yeah. jokes just write themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's like, "Oh no, I killed it!" And then they, I love how they all come and they just put all the decorations on, and it's fine. But uh, yeah, instead of the tree being overwhelmed, yeah, it it, it rises just, to the occasion. Linus's blanket. Propping it up there or whatever. Linus seems so attached to that blanket that I figured he'd start getting the jitters once he did mm, something well, like that. I don't remember. I, I think I did read something like that play I was talking about where they were adults. 
I don't remember what they obviously they addressed the blanket, but uh, I don't remember because I never saw the play. But I have you guys seen the of... the SNL skit with Bill Hader as Charlie Brown at Al Pacino? If Bill Hader <laughs> as Al Pacino is Charlie Brown, he's like, oh yeah. No, I have not seen that. <laughs> that is. I haven't, but I love Bill Hader. So. And there's uh Mark. Gotta be Martin, Martin Short is Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> Very well. Very well. Yeah, but I think that the Charlie Brown one is definitely the one from my childhood that I watched exclusively every year. I had to find out. It was always yeah. on CBS. Yeah, it used to be because you used to get the which I showed Mrs. Elder that video you sent to us, Clay, about where that music came from. Oh, yeah, the special It was like only two weeks ago we were watching that. I was like, here, I'm going to show you this. She must have seen it as a kid, right? She must yeah, she saw, but I'm talking about that music, oh, the, that, that's, the special that. thing, right. you know, yeah, the, whatever that's from. I don't even know what it was from, but uh, it was interesting. It was interesting but, to hear the full tune. I still don't know how you would animate that, those kind of words, or the beginning of the Superman movie. You know? Oh, that's like with before the... Before you can do computers. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's done, that was done with a uh, slit scan, which we were we were talking about this off air a few weeks ago where we were talking about Stanley Kubrick, but that will tie back in with our Star Trek, uh, the motion picture podcast. Go back and listen to that one. Like more like a year in review. Yeah. Suggest you listen we're, to other shows show. Douglas Trumbull, the special effects guy. I don't know if he pioneered this, but he used it at that, at the end of 2001, the slit scan where they have a little, the exposure is set to a certain thing and then they move a camera and then it, it makes it look like it stretches it out. They would do that for the warp effects and stuff in Star Trek. And that's how they did the credits for the Superman movie. Was with And and I know this, too, because another weird video I came across was that's how they did the Stranger Things. They did it like analog. That Whoa, nice. logo. That is that's perfect. Yeah. I love it. Well, anyway, but that was the one that I watched. I made it. It was appointment viewing for me every Christmas for, for many years as a kid. Still. Yeah. And it will be on PBS this year. That's right. That's right. In fact, here's the funny thing. I I must have known because the only – I didn't want to wait. I watched it today because I had it saved on my DVR from like a time when I thought – I must have known, oh, it's not going to be on regular TV that much anymore. <laughs> I better just record it. That's and, bullshit uh, that it's it. on regular TV. But I mean, eh, it's on PBS. But I mean, and it'll be on Apple TV if you have Apple TV. So. But I'm still saying that's bullshit because I, yeah, we I were we were robbed of Halloween and Thanksgiving this year. I mean, this year has been bad enough. Now we can't even watch Charlie Brown without having to sign up Apple TV. Yeah, pay for Apple TV. And it was <laughs> I'm surprised it's not on CBS All Access, which they make us pay for for Star Trek. But now CBS doesn't have the rights to. The, the CBS lost the rights to Charlie Brown back in the early 2000s. Then it switched over to ABC. Oh, very good. Yeah. Very well. So, so you didn't get to see that. I don't do, think do, you've ding. seen that for many years. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was good. It was great. I have the record even still. Oh. Like the Charlie Brown, which was another thing. Like it, it was a like jazz soundtrack. Yeah, people. I have it. I have it as well yeah. on on the CD. With, it's uh, really it's really fun and uh yeah it's a good one i we were decorating outside and uh, i put it on as we were decorating Aww. nice yeah here in north dakota right where it was very cold i'm sure oh god 
Yeah, I'll tell you. It is a cold one out tonight, boy. Yeah. Ooh, I'm not ready for this because last week it was like 60. And now it's. I know. I'm not ready to ride my bike home from work. That's for sure. 28. All right. Who wants to take this fuel log from me? What else have we got uh, for Christmas specials? Well, you mentioned uh, you'd mentioned Garfield. Christmas. Yeah, it's Garfield. That's on Amazon. So you still, but you also have to pay for it. I think we all pay for Amazon Prime these days, pretty much. Right? Yeah. Also, Garfield hasn't been on TV in a long time. So right, it's not Garfield like is Garfield is well past his prime at this. There point. was not a thing that was on my list, but I I pretty much had Rankin Bass that I could not find just directly on YouTube or Daily Motion. Oh. <laughs> Well, yeah. So the Garfield one was was something that John and I watched a lot of too, uh, and I probably had it on VHS. I had the book as well. Yeah. So well, you're hardcore. There was nothing bigger than Garfield. In the eighties. The style of the time. Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But yeah, so it's, it's a fun one. They go. I don't the remember sort of like. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to tell me, but I don't really sort of remember the story of the Garfield one. I haven't seen that one in a long, long time. Well, yes, I can tell you. They have if a you good old-fashioned Christmas down on the farm. That's right. They go... I don't Does know it have ever... Odie and the Nermal and those? Well, they've yeah. got Nermal? Odie. No, no, no Nermal. Not... This is like no. before Nermal. Odie, who is voiced by Greg Berger, who was mentioned in our Flint Dilly interview, who also voiced Grimlock and Jetfire. Oh. I, I, I think every time you say our Flint Dilly interview, you should say patent pending. Patent pending. <laughs> and take a drink. Oh, well, I can do that. Hashtag Flint Dilly interview. Yes. I'm working on my hashtag game. Anyway, it's so not they the drive right place. Down... <laughs> I... <laughs> You'll figure it out. I'll figure it out, yeah. So they drive down to the farm where John grew up. John Arbuckle. The Arbuckle farm, I guess. I thought you were talking his... about John Hunt. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, well, we can do that too. Yeah, my uh, Christmas special where I grew up on the farm. <laughs> and uh, we meet his brother, Doc Boy, who I don't know. Well, I don't know he must have been in the comics. But he was in the comic strip, yeah. Doc his Boy? dad and his grandmother, who is sort of the one of the central characters of the of the whole thing. Because Garfield and John's grandmother have like a, get a little bond kind of going where he just sits in her lap and she's like, oh, it's... It's so nice having a kitty in your lap. And it's, yeah, I remember when they only had wood burning cats. Yeah, this is kind of an they all had Yule, <laughs> Yule cats. Yeah, but like when Garfield is, he's watching Odie try to put together a Christmas. He doesn't know, but it's, it, what is going to be a Christmas present for him? He falls and he in the barn. He finds these letters that Grandpa wrote to Grandma. Back in the day. And back when they were recording. Back when we were recording. You think they were dirty? Well, I, you don't know because she says a, a woman never will talk about her oh, romances. Yeah. That's right. So, so they yes. were. So yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's, you know, it's very innocently covered. Innocent uh, dirty. Innocent dirty. Dirty. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a nice thing. There's other jokes, obviously. There's, you know, I like when she's. She's like, what's this, John? You're getting a little belly. Is that city life making you soft? I, yeah. I think about that sometimes because I live in the city and I'm like, I think like, <laughs> you think my city life belly. might be making you soft? 
yeah, I think I see the life is making me soft. And then she elbows him in the, in the stomach. <laughs> yeah. She's like, You're getting soft, boy. Why, she, she does 100 sit-ups a day. Well, yeah, she's she's yeah. got it going on. Yeah, good for you. Hashtag gills. <laughs> don't, get, don't get me started. Oh, my God. Gil. If you read those letters, maybe you, yeah, you'd probably be even more likely to. Farm letters instead of penthouse letters. <laughs> but anyway, the other thing is, yeah, so Odie does make up this back scratcher for Garfield, which is really funny. Out of a little. Uh, like a rake kind of thing. Like yeah. one of those. Like garden what? rake. Yeah, like garden rake. But I was asking John because I didn't, as I was watching this, I, was, I texted you because I'm like, I think in the book, Odie couldn't figure it out. And Garfield put it together because Odie just kind of like walked away in frustration and Garfield went and put it, to, put it together for him. And then Odie came back and he was just like, oh, okay. Like it was just made for him. And he was like, oh, all right. He didn't know who did it. But the Christmas. And Garfield had to act surprised, but he was also kind of like, what is it? And then Odie demonstrated it for him by like scratching his back. And then Garfield was like, hey, yeah, okay. All right. Let's but it's kind of nice Odie and Garfield, you know, like Garfield was always mean to Odie. You know, yeah, they I, love each other. Yeah, exactly. Although Garfield didn't get him anything, so let's face it. Mm, <laughs> but it's no hard feelings, you know. <laughs> but they do hug. Odie oh, doesn't care. Odie's stupid. Garfield <laughs> did save him from the pound or something in the first special they did. So yeah, oh, they... everything's good. I mean, I don't, don't mean they... to say. Dogs are stupid. I'm saying, Odie's dumb. He doesn't even. He doesn't even want it. He's like, I got you this thing. I made you this thing. Odie is stupid though. Yeah. It's well established. In fact, one time, John asked Garfield if he wanted something. The answer being yes. Garfield's response was, "Is Odie stupid?" So. Right. Uh, All I remember is Garfield minus Garfield. That's also good. That's good. It was just. John talking to <laughs> most depressing. That's my thing. most recent Garfield thing, and I think there was like I was through the many streaming services you have in your quarantine days. I was going through it, and I was like, Garfield movie with Bill Murray. Do I? Do no. I? And no. I didn't. Do you, do you have but any regrets? I didn't. Yeah, Garfield. <laughs> so, do you know the story? I'll drop a little knowledge. I don't yeah, know. If drop this knowledge. Is true, but... Do you know Please. this story? So supposedly the Garfield movie was written by a guy named Cohen, like Joel Cohen, but it's not of the Cohen brothers. Bill Murray apparently thought it was a Cohen brothers movie. Uh, oh. So that's why he agreed to do it, not knowing it was Garfield, <laughs> the cat. So I don't know if that's true, but Bill Murray's just weird enough that it might be true. I think it is probably yeah. true. He has that weird phone. Anyone can leave a message, and that's the only way you can get in touch with them. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> Apparently, like, you, he'll just show up. If you call him and say, hey, you want to come to my birthday party or something, he'll, he'll just come. He'll just show up. Mm, yeah. See awesome. if you'll get on the podcast. I mean, we're on a roll now. Maybe, yeah. Let's go listen to our Flint Dilly interview. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> Anyway, that's my Garfield experience. But I'm sorry, I kind of took that away from John, but that's okay. I don't care. I, 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 I just add stuff in when, when it needed. Yeah. When a Magoo yeah. trivia is needed. Yeah, when a Magoo trivia is needed, I'm there. I'm your guy. Uh, 
That's great. Great. Those are the three. I guess the only other thing that I kind of want to, it's not really, it's not really on a high note, but Clay did say he was Mr. Clay Inferno, like, like they, in the, uh, you know, vein of Heat Miser and Cold Miser. Yeah, the year without a Santa Claus. Did you watch that one, kid? Clay, was that one of your? This is on my list to talk about today, actually. Oh, very good. Okay. Please. Yeah, I there was apparently a sequel to this too. Oh, there was. Uh, it Miser, was awful. A Miser Brothers <laughs> Christmas, yeah, and I, I quickly awful. looked it up on this wiki that I found, and I was that's what I thought I was like looking for it was when I went sort to go of watch it. Recent, like like within the last ten years. Yeah, it was like so. in two thousand and eight. Yeah, without Santa Claus, Santa is pretty sick. It's a, this is stop motion Rankin Bass. Yeah, and he, he is, which is the best. Although another favorite of mine is Frosty. I want to talk about that too. But oh. uh, but yeah, Rankin Bass, and he is. This is kind of like quarantine style. Like Santa's sick. He's like sick. He's like I've been sharpening ice skates all day. I just I don't. It's not feeling it. I don't know about this. I don't think I could do Christmas. Is it okay if I stay in, Mrs. Claus? And she's like, oh, you have a temperature. <laughs> stay in. And Jingle and Jangle and Vixen go out and, you know, try to sort of save Christmas and and do all this stuff. They end up the big the big villains are the, the what are they? The Heat Miser and the Cold Yeah, they miser, just right? control the weather, I guess, right? They just kind of yeah. weather... They weather the storm. Weather yeah, dominators. No, I don't yeah. Know Santa's like, oh my God, I can't let Jingle, Jangle, and Vixen, you know, they're not going to be able to fight those guys. I better get out there. So he kind of does an incognito thing <laughs> where he goes down into the town and they're like, hey, what's your name? He's like, uh, um, Klaus? Klaus. Yeah. Klaus. Yes, that's my name. Anyway, there's great. The, the villains, say, they have the Heat Miser song, and those songs are like, you know, when I, when yeah, I heard the them again. The most famous things to come out of this episode, is, yeah. uh, the special, were those songs. Even I, covered or, you know, put in Batman and Robin, if you remember. Uh, Mr. I, Freeze. Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze is singing the Cold Miser song uh, at one that point. That is so bad. So, so bad. Yes. Uh, I don't remember that, but I just know that every particular bad Mr. Freeze joke is in that movie. (laughs) And I don't mind watching that movie. So I I like, I'll go through that, those four movies. I'll just watch all of them, you know, over the course of a weird binge, you know? I'm not sure. That one is tough. I mean, I tried watching it as like a fun, like, oh, this movie's so bad. I want to watch it. And I was like, Whoa! Uh, yeah, I no, it's, can't. It's so. It's such a. That's I kind of like Clooney though. The guy yelled at us. To, was trying to enjoy the that's, film. That's oh, right. Oh, that's check out our oh, trying that... to enjoy the film series. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it came from. We were watching the movie and laughing at it and making fun of it. And this guy, who was the only other guy in the whole theater, walked over to yeah. us and said, "Keep it down and trying to enjoy the film." Well, that and would I, be me. That would be me. If, yeah, and plus yeah, we were yeah. like. We were 18 years old or something, so, so bad, 20, uh, 19. I think I was, must have been 19 or something. So we weren't like little kids. I mean, we were obnoxious teenagers, but, uh, man, he ruined it for us. Yeah. Well, now we have a, a series based on him. So That's right. who wins? So thank, 
you. Thank you, you weird guy. Win. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Cold Miser. That's just that, that's just uh, that's just that Rankin Bass stuff is just so great and so classic, you know, so good. Well, it's funny though, because as an adult, I tried to watch the year without a santa claus and i was kind of like oh this one's not as fun as i remember i think some of the songs don't do it for me except for the heat miser and cold miser but it's a lot of stuff because the idea is so if they can get it to snow in the south then santa will believe in christmas again that's the whole thing yeah so they have to go to heat miser and say let's let cold miser have one day in the south of snow and whatever but then he's got to he's got to have an 80 degree day in the north or whatever i don't know yeah, it's, it's a little it's... convoluted but it was <laughs> you know that's where climate change started yeah i guess so right i, I always know, but... en- i always enjoyed just you know these things were always they were just on tv you know what i mean but i remember like going to my grandparents and and watching all these things i'd watch them at home but i'd go with, we had a like pretty big extended family christmas time spent a few days up in new hampshire with my grandparents and that would be on i watch all my cousins you know it's just fun uh, yeah no it is that's what it's about really right the memories of the, the memories you know, great mem- watching these great, things great 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 memories great memories that's so great. <laughs> i probably watched them at my grandmother's too but she only lived this is the One only time. It's the only story where it doesn't end with getting a, a VHS tape from me. <laughs> yeah, well, I was not are... a huge Rankin Bass fan myself. Oh. Now, what about? I'm just gonna keep holding this eulog, burning Run. its way through my hands. I have no skin left, much like Frosty when he ends up in the. What is he going into a goddamn greenhouse for? Okay. He had to save his little friend, right? I know, but he's like, he says something like, "Happy birthday." Uh, I can, I can, I could go in. She's like, "Ah, uh, you can't come in here. You'll melt." And he's like, "Oh, I've, I've been meaning to lose a few pounds." As soon as he walked in there, <laughs> boom, he's a puddle. But Santa comes and saves him, and yada yada yada. And this is Rankin Bass, an animated, you know, cell animation. Oh yeah, yeah. with good old that cha 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 cha. <laughs> right. Uh, that's one I haven't watched in a, a long, long time. The uh, Frost the Snowman one. I, I mean, I know I saw it as a kid. Everyone knows, the, you know, the idea well, that he melts. And... What What's funny about these things, it, and it's it's similar to like Warner Brothers cartoons when it's Jimmy Durante, these like famous people, you know, Burl Ives and oh yeah, and. Billy the Wolf, who is actually the the guy that was Frosty the Snowman, he's from Quincy. He's from oh. around here. And he was a comedian. He was like a stand-up comedian. And I have a funny story about him. But when we were watching these cartoons, it's like, you know, maybe like Frank Sinatra or something. Like, you'd have to have the knowledge of why that person was famous it's weird. There are our parents. Well, George Fred Astaire Clooney. is 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 in is in one of them too, right? Yeah. Wow. And it's nice. like, but when you're supposed to be, by the time it gets to us, it's like twenty years later after these people were like everybody knew who it was. You know what I mean? So right. yeah, like Jimmy Durante, they were always making fun of him and Warner Brothers <laughs> cartoons too. You know what I mean? But then you had to like be like, oh yeah, that's that old comedian guy, but you only know it through the cartoon. <laughs> 
you know? Right. Yeah, because so that's weird. our first experience with these with a lot of these famous people, I guess, you know? I mean, like Orson Welles in Transformers the movie. Go listen to our Flint Dilly uh, interview. <laughs> <laughs> but that was... I didn't know who Orson Welles was, the 10-year-old. I didn't know yeah. a lot of these people are, but yeah. Like they're famous now. But, you know, we know who they are now because we're adults. But when you're a 10 year old kid or whatever, you're just like, oh, OK, whatever. But yeah. like maybe my mom, my mom might have recognized. But your her. mom would definitely have. But, yeah. but he would have been even like your parents, you know, like your grandparents, like contemporaries, probably. of yeah. Pop culture. Yeah. My mom was like on the couch while I because I would sit right in front of the TV. I was that kid. It's yeah. a wonder I can see now, but I would sit in I, our living room. That's why, like, probably why I can't see. <laughs> but, like, my mom would be on the couch reading behind me, and she'd probably go, oh, that's, you know, that famous person. And I'd be like, whatever. You know, I'd be like, what did I, I didn't care. I just want to watch my shows. Don't talk to me. I want to watch my programs. But so uh, I have this funny story that I came across. I didn't do like a deep dive into my Christmas thing. It sounds like it did, but I, this this story is really funny. So the guy Billy DeWolf that played Frosty, stand-up comedian. You know he's stand-up guy. Yeah, he signed some weird contract with like William Morris Agency to just be a comedian, like in you know the fifties or something. That's how that used to work then. It's so yeah. weird to think. <laughs> and what does that mean though? Like he, like he couldn't do anything else. Like he couldn't. Oh, it's like he wasn't an actor. He wasn't. Oh. You know, it's just right. uh, like, he, but he had like a deal. That's how he made it. He, that's how people make money now too. But it's just like, it's a whole different setup for Hollywood, I guess, back then. But so his hero was Charlie Chaplin. And when he started doing stand up, he started writing to Charlie Chaplin like all the time. And then he, Charlie Chaplin never wrote him back. And he would just still like be like, I'm a big fan, you know, I'd love to meet up or whatever. I don't know what he was saying, but he's just always writing him. And then eventually he was like, you know what, this guy's not getting back to me. I'm not I'm not gonna write to him anymore. And then and then Billy DeWolf is doing a you know, Las Vegas date and he hears, Hey, Charlie Chaplin's at the restaurant next door And so he goes, Oh no, really? Okay, good and then he goes over there and musters up the courage and you know like mr chaplin you know like i i've been i've been wanting to meet you he introduces himself and then as as he's introducing himself he goes charlie chaplin goes of course you're jackie vernon hey tell me why'd you stop writing <laughs> oh. wow so he never wrote the so, guy back but uh, but he read he read them i guess it's pretty interesting but yeah so he was like don't <laughs> don't, don't. Well, maybe uh, you should have wrote back. Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, that's on. why I stopped writing because you never wrote back. Yeah, I thought you were going to say he like punched him in the face, be like, "Thanks yeah, for no, but he was like, <laughs> yeah. So there we go, Frosty. There you go, Frosty. You know, it's funny. I saw Rudolph on recently on like AMC or something, and I was kind of like, this one is weird. <laughs> it uh, is weird. It, it, I, yeah, I watched that a few years ago, and it just made me depressed. They're like, "Oh, let's all laugh at the guy who's different." And I was like, "Oh yeah. man!" And the, but like, there's like the Island of Misfit Toys and everything. It's so bizarre. I'm just like, this is not and just... how they even yeah. Well, Rudolph's different, and then Hermie's different too. But like, his dad is kind of come on, let's throw let's throw the old come on, Rudolph. His dad is J. Jonah Jameson. 
from the old cartoons. <laughs> oh, which the sixties yeah. one? Yeah. Oh wow. It's like Rudolph, you gotta come over and get me a Spiders Man. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, the, I don't know who is Donner is his dad. Yeah, Donner's Donner. his dad. And he's like he's like Donner has like a little baseball cap on. You're like, eh, throw the ball. I don't care. It's it's kind of like that toxic masculinity like stuff yeah. that we got we hate. It's like you gotta get out here, toss the ball around, kid. Yeah, yeah. See, you're not a man. <laughs> you're not even a man. Put this this little condom over your nose. Can't have you out there <laughs> with the that red light. What a weird thing to be like. Think, oh, you have a red nose, huh? What a freak! I mean, like, yeah, no, <laughs> or better hide that. It was, it was really the Jimmy Durante story. Uh, yeah, I know how it feels to have a big red nose. Cha cha cha. Well, from all the drinking. So, Rudolph was actually like it's kind of old. There was a poem, and there's a 1948 animated the Fleischer Brothers Rudolph too that I just stumbled across today as well. But oh. Yes, yeah, I've seen you. little. I've seen little bits of that as well, because hmm. I was watching the history of Christmas recently. Wow, nineteen forty-eight. The history of like the history of the holiday. The religious stuff, or I, I, everything, all covered in forty-four minutes. Thank you, History <laughs> Channel. The entire history of Christmas yeah. in forty-four. That does minutes. sound like a History Channel type thing. Yeah, how about that. Well, I spoke. We still got the big Kahuna for me is the Grinch. We should talk about the Grinch. We were going to do a whole show on the Grinch, right? But I don't think we'll have time. Uh, Grinch. Should we? <laughs> are we going to do the Grinch well, as a whole just, show? Let's just talk just... about maybe next year. But we could talk right. about Grinch. We can talk about some Grinch. Uh, I don't want to talk have, about the I movie. I have to step away for one second. I'll be right back. Not the Jim Carrey. I don't want to talk about the Jim Carrey thing because that's that's not that's not good. Well, I mean. I don't know. I I, I, I disagree. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. I like I like that one, and I like the Cumberbatch one that I suggest. I like all all Grinches, great and small. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. I did not know that. I mean, I I guess. I I, I think that you don't really like like really campy stuff like that. Oh, that's a dumb movie. You just think it's a dumb movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I do think it's a dumb movie. <laughs> but it's not made for. It's made for kids. I guess. You know what I mean? True. So, I guess you're right, but I mean, sometimes things are made for kids and adults can't enjoy them. Like, you know. Yeah, like Cat in the Hat. Yeah. I like the Cat in the Hat movie too, but that's because I like Doctor Seuss, and all that it, all that it, I get. Uh, give me all of it. I say, I'll take all right. it all. Boom, 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 boom. And the Cumberbatch one is like pretty. It, it's it's modern. It's like it's like a Minions type movie. You know what all I mean? Right. So it's like another yeah, yeah, yeah. update. To the to the kind of the mythos of because when I wanted to do Grinch I was like let's do all Grinch. Okay, well we can we can do that someday if you want. I don't know. I I'd be hard pressed to watch the Jim Carrey one again, but I'll no, watch I'm not going to make you watch anything. But yeah. the Cumberbatch one I think is is pretty fun. And if you like modern animated movies, like I I do. I don't like every single one, but I like those Illumination Studios movies. They're pretty decent. Well, I guess, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take a peek at it. Did you mention that you should check out our Frankenstein Boris Karloff thing when you were talking about the special? We haven't we really got, got there. I, 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 stopped, 
I stopped okay, Darson by talking about the modern ones. Now it's time. We waited. Now I we stalled. can talk about the I original. Stalled. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The Yeah, the Boris Karloff. Uh, I tried to sing yeah. that at karaoke one, one year. Oh, I also sang Holly Jolly Christmas at karaoke one year. But I tried to sing that your mean one, Mr. I can't can't go <laughs> that low. That's uh that's pretty low. Tony the Tony the Tiger, I believe. Oh my goodness! See, dropping some knowledge. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, but that's another that one I don't recall the first time I ever saw that. Like that was always just around, like Casey Kasem. Yeah, it was it's just always like, on. It was always, always and always and all of these things, including you know all the ones we've talked about, except for the maybe the Simpsons, but like that, you know, it was just part of childhood. It was just part yeah. of Christmas. It was part of when the you know the trees up and we're making yeah, like, these things were all created before we were born but ran like into our teenage years at least yeah. on like mainstream networks you know yeah I, and our parents I, must have liked them too if they if it was something that they you know what I, I mean? do know that I had the Grinch the storybook the, the Dr. Seuss book as a child like oh. yeah. a wee a wee lad you know like I three as, years old kinda. as I did as yeah. well, yeah. I did not have that one. I feel like this is probably one that my brother got me into. Sorry, John. I know you got me yeah, into know, all the right. other things that we ever talk about on this podcast. <laughs> this is probably when my brother was was watching, and I was probably like, "Oh, what's this?" And I mean, everyone knows the story. We don't have to. We don't have to recap the Grinch, but it's it's all about to me, and I don't. Maybe Clay is correct. I don't know. The reason I think it works is because of the he's just reading the you know the it's the a, book. Yeah, it's the story. Yeah, and you know it, it's the funny words and the you know like the the other two movies they have to add three hours <laughs> not three hours right that's the they problem. have to add all this I, other stuff in there that's not yeah exactly you have to part of the add. Book. <laughs> characters and and characters like the who's are kind of like in the jim carrey one the who's are kind of jerky or whatever at some I point hate that. I, I, the, the part of that movie that i start to like is where it follows the story again like the last 10 minutes of it <laughs> right you know? but they have to add all this stuff and it's just yeah. like it just i think it kind of bogs it down just to make yeah. a movie a running time you know it's just and they they were only able to do all this this kind of stuff after Dr. Seuss died because he was sort of right. he kept putting the kibosh on the on people wanting to make a movie out of it. Well, I wish he lived a little longer. <laughs> His <laughs> wife approved it apparently. Oh boy. But it's a great you know, you're you know, the 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 Boris Karloff, you know, like this thing that makes and Max the dogs. Obviously, it's so cute. And it's a Chuck Jones director right. special. It, it ties back into the Warner Brothers. You can't stuff. go wrong with the Chuck Jones. Animation. Well, unless you did, unless you do the Tom and Jerry cartoons that he did. In which case, eh, not so good. I, we don't I, have a podcast on that stuff, right? So. No, we don't have one on that. I, okay. I, something about his his style is is so cool. Yes, there's a, a great documentary uh, called Chuck Amuck. I highly recommend, which I have on a DVD, uh, you know, Hmm. which if there's ever no quarantine or uh, pandemic, we could uh, all get together and watch it. (laughs) Well, you'll just have to watch it and share your screen. Put your computer in front of them. (laughs) Yes. 
but yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Grinch is another classic. That was one I, I remember renting a lot as a kid, actually. No, really. But I guess it did. It did play though. Yeah, but it, on, I feel like yes. So on CBS is what you're saying. Yeah, and then and then later on, I remember USA used to play it. Yeah, it was on cable. I remember seeing it on cable a lot. Uh, I, maybe it was cable. It did cable kind of change how these? I think yeah. cable changed how these things were shown. You know, yeah. you know, now Christmas Story is on the, the 24 hours of Christmas Story is on. Yeah, that's because TBS. TBS used to have It's a Wonderful Life on for 24 hours or something like that, and then they lost the rights to that. My NBC. brain is so broken away from cable TV. Like, I, I, I just all I remember is it was just on TV, <laughs> or I could watch it when I wanted to. <laughs> and <laughs> well, there's like a whole thing. there's 30 years in there that I just forget. Like I don't remember anything. See, well, I, I remember the days before cable still. So right. Well, like, I remember. Oh, I do we're too. Of this, we're of this weird, weird generation where we're like we're we're the last and the first of things, you know. Yeah. We're the last generation that was analog, but we're also there to see the birth of digital, you know. Yeah. yeah. Should have brought that weird... up in our interview Damn with Flint Dilly, which you should well, go check out. Go check it out. Hey, Episode... maybe you know we'll get them on some other time. Yeah. Well, the thing is, well, with Christmas Story, as an example, right? I remember watching it. It used to be on We lot. saw it in the theater, actually, uh, you and I. That's right. Uh, for Dan Nisby's birthday. Right, which was and just the other day. I think it's oh. coming up. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Never mind. I uh, only remember, <laughs> I only remember, because, like, he has the same birthday as, like, three other people I know. Oh, okay. Well, I remember as uh, later in later years, it would be on TV a lot, and you would watch it. You'd just be flipping around and be like, "Oh, here's Christmas Story." And you'd watch like a half an hour of it or whatever, and then you'd have to go and do something else. And then like a couple nights later, you turn it on, and it would be like, "Oh, here's Christmas Story." Yeah, and you'd watch you know a different part and and whatever. Uh, you know, you would eventually kind of be able to cobble together the movie by Christmas. You know. Yeah, yeah. And now right. they only show it. 12 times in a row from Christmas Eve to Christmas Day. And it's kind of like watching it leading up to Christmas. It was fun, you know, because that's the story of the movie, you know, is the time leading up to Christmas and Christmas is the climax. But so, the, yeah, cable has kind of yeah, it's fucked things up a little bit as far as the holiday season goes, I guess, and the stuff that we're talking about. You can watch it, but in it's, but you have to find it and you have to look for it. And, you know, this. Yeah, it's not as fun, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, it was like an event, no, like right. in the old days. In the old days, Rack it was old... you know when I was a kid, it was an event. Everybody was watching it all. The what uh, also what Flint Dilly talked about, where you know everybody was, it was a, a a community experience kind of thing, you know. Yeah, that's true. According to what I read, that Charlie Brown, the first time it aired, got like 13 million viewers or something like that, which is pretty good ratings for a half-hour cartoon, you know. <laughs> and we're all lucky enough to have siblings, too. You know what I mean? So right. besides the, your your elder relationship with your neighbor across the street, John, we did, <laughs> you had actual brothers, you know. Like well, I, I didn't have any brothers. But... Uh, true, true. But right. I... But, you know, I had both a sister, and I, I just feel like it was always, you know, 
luckily my sister would be like, yeah, let's watch Rudolph. And she was the oldest cousin, too. So she's like, oh, that's going to be on. So she could kind of curate that for us through the holidays. Yeah, it was. But it was good. Yeah, to have that someone to turn it on to know how to do it and know like, how to look up when it was on. I guess. And but also you could sit with your with your parents and, and your yeah. or your brother and sister or whoever. You know, like it was a community thing. Exactly. Exactly. Well, like I said, like I would sit in front of TV and my mom and dad would probably be watching, you know, reading behind me on the couch and they might hear something and think it was funny or, or and just once in a while you'd hear something like they would chime in with something. And, you know, whatever, my dad would pretty much be drinking and watching sports. But, you know, I think as long as I wasn't crying, he was happy. So. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Christmas time was big in the Durson house. It was, you know. We never, I don't know, like, yeah, yeah we, we had the tree, we had the, the lights, although my mom didn't like lights outside the house, but. Yeah, we were very stripped down <laughs> colonial pilgrims, like we had these, they, we could only have, like, we we're one of those, like, obnoxious, like, it's only white lights, no colors, <laughs> you know, like, my mom had this whole thing where we had Christmas lights in every single window, but they were all. They're all matched like little candles and they're all white. Mm. And the only way to like turn them off and on was to screw the light bulb in. So at the end of the night, right. before you go to bed, That's you're my like house right now, burning your hand on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, go, go turn all the lights off. Oh, really? Okay. And you're like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I insisted on those in my house. My mom didn't really approve. But I was like, I want to put the window lights in. And she didn't like it. But I, uh, yeah, I, I, she let me wow. do it. But uh, she didn't. I don't know why. There was some kind of weird Irish. Maybe if somebody knows it. There's some kind of weird Irish thing that means like if you put a candle in the window, it means like you're a safe haven for criminals or something like that. I don't know. I, had the, kind of, I told my barber the weirdest thing today. It, it, that reminds me of that. It's because my mom, she was really superstitious. And she would be like. Don't get your hair cut on Wednesdays. On Wednesdays, don't <laughs> cut anything. Don't use scissors. Don't use a knife. Don't use a a, a razor blade. The, nothing. And so mm-hmm. I, I was like, as I was like, as a barber, have you ever heard of this weird superstition? He's like, Wednesdays are busy as hell in here, man. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> of course, today is Tuesday, so that's why I went today. Because now I can't. Yeah. I even though I don't believe the superstition. I feel like I would be dancing on my mom's grave if I ever got my hair cut on a Wednesday. It's like that weird thing. That's funny. It's that is another generation thing. I mean, people are certainly superstitious now, but like I don't think people would believe like, oh, you you can't get your hair cut on Wednesdays, yeah. or you can't put a candle in the window because it might mean a the one that always made sense. Criminal to me was... could walk in thinking it's a safe, right? You're gonna harm. You're gonna harm me. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, I smelled the pie in the window. I'm just going to come in because you have a candle, well, too. Put my fingers in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, when it came to inside the house, my mom was very – I don't mean to, like she, – she wasn't a Grinch. Like, she was very into decorating in the house. Oh, she, didn't, sure. she didn't like decorating outside the house. But, um, it's also like a New England thing, too. It's like, we don't want people to know we're having fun in here. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I remember one night, I don't know, this is this is nothing to do with anything, but like one night we won some kind of 
only my brother and my dad must have gone out somewhere and my mom and I were home and I was a real little kid. So I was probably in my pajamas and my mom got a phone call from the church that we had won some kind of raffle and we won this like really fancy nativity scene, which they still have and they still put up. It's like all this really uh, uh, polished glass and whatever. And, but I remember her like being like, we got to go get it. And she like threw me in the car in my pajamas. And I think I was like, no, I don't want to go out in my pajamas. I look like an idiot. But she's like, you're not getting out of the car. We're just going to pick up this box. Huh. But like, they still put it up every year. And then she sent you in to get it in your pajamas. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you know those little kid pajamas where like, yeah. uh, now people, a top now and a bottom. just hang out, hang out in their pajamas all the time without even yeah. thinking about it. I don't know when that became a thing. Right. Well, now it's like a, now everybody does it. Now it's all yoga pants. Right. Or no pants at all. You just wear a shirt and you on Zoom and you know you only see the top parts, so but no one sees you're not wearing any pants. <laughs> not that <laughs> I. What kind of uh, Zooms do you check out? Our Flint Dilly interview for that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason you only see the top of my head. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, you know, those. I think it was it was probably like one of those things where it's like a racer shirt thing, where it's like had like a twelve on it or something, and it was just blue pants. You know that that that. Cup. Yeah, you know, that's the problem with um like little kid pajamas is you think you're the only one that wears them, but like <laughs> everybody was wearing them. <laughs> I felt embarrassed too. I still feel embarrassed going outside in my pajamas. I mean, it doesn't stop me. <laughs> I still do it. Well, you just go to the mailbox or whatever. You're not. Oh, I remember I the box in my pajamas, and then the dog across the street got loose, and the attractive young lady that lived there had to come over and get it and i like my hair was all disheveled and i was look like a, i was like oh man of course and i made some sort of joke about it too i'm, <laughs> guys probably, I'm just a weird guy that never leaves the house except to get the mail in his pajamas and, and now like, nobody leaves the house so yeah. you were you know you're fine i was ahead of my everybody time. looks like that i was ahead of the t of the time <laughs> back in 2013 <laughs> Back in the day. Back in the good old days. Back when you could watch the Christmas specials on CBS and they would go. <laughs> now we're like showing other people videos we saw, but the music that just made that do 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 thing. <laughs> Life is so weird. That was like the most random thing for you to send to us, too. Like <laughs> I know, it's because like, I was like, trying to. Honest, you know? ape, I was trying to awesome. ape the style of it and, and everything. The style uh, at the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I know that, but I also don't know why why I can't get my hair cut on a Wednesday. But you know, there's six other days out of the week. Might as well. It's like a thing I heard uh, about, like you can't put like shoes on a table or something. Uh, yeah, that's you bad luck. You can't put a something. hat on a bed. Have you heard that? Yeah, one? that's from Drugstore Cowboy. Really? The movie. Yeah, you oh, can't put a hat on it. I don't know if that's a real they one. They didn't invent it because my mom told me that like when I was like six. Oh, yeah. yeah so I, doesn't mean my mom. My, I don't think my mom ever saw a drugstore cowboy. <laughs> I, I mean, I know the, the shoes thing is like bad, but also some of them are common sense. Like you don't want gross shoes on like a table. Oh, no, no. Well, I, yeah. Or or like you don't like want to walk underneath are... underneath a ladder either because maybe something might fall on you. Is that bad luck or just like common sense? Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I know the I know the new shoes on the table thing too. My mom would have freaked out about that. No, you don't put those on the table. It's just funny how these things sort of become. What about cats lick the butter? 
We never had a cat. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, like that was that sounded like something my mom would have said. Well, I mean, it's like the we I never did this, but when my brother had kids, he told me that the thing is like if you want a snow day, you wear your pajamas inside out the night before or whatever. If it's like if they're predicting snow, apparently oh that's God. like a thing that kids do. It's like all right. I wish I had known. I would have done it a lot. My blue pajamas with the... You might not have had to go pick up the nativity set or whatever. Yeah. They were inside out. If I had worn them inside out, I wouldn't have had school the next day. But I don't know. There's all kinds of superstitions about candles in the windows, though. You should probably look this up on strangeago.com. That'd be real candles, not, not those fake ones. But there's what it's called new lover. To bring a new lover to yourself. Oh. Light a put, I'll put a real candle in the window. <laughs> <laughs> like a candle in the window. And hmm. stick two pins through it. When the candle has burned down far enough to release both pins, a new lover will make it says himself known to you. Well, I don't know. Well, Maybe I don't know. <laughs> this the I first thing I see candle thing, then. is that is a sign of good news or is a beacon to weary travelers. So maybe your your mom was like didn't want any weary travelers. She didn't want any weary travelers coming in. Yeah, there's lots of sweats. I don't know. This, I'm gonna read this one. Finding a drowned body. That's and bad luck. That's for used... sure. That's bad luck. You don't yeah. want that to happen. You must float a loaf of bread with a lit candle <laughs> in it on a body of water. <laughs> what? Find someone who has drowned. Wow. <laughs> This Christmas special episode is taking a weird turn. I, I love it so much. <laughs> Keep going. Yes. Go on. Anyway, so that's what's. Hey, there you go. Putting candles in the windows. Uh, Get yourself a new lover, boy. Find a brown body. There's all kinds. Possibilities of... are endless. Ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, hoy. All right. Oh, Clay's back. Ahoy, hoy. I didn't know he left. I was just uh, I. I, I it, something weird happened then i went away for a second oh sorry i saw a candle right. in the window across the street <laughs> and you thought there was another lover boy there what does a doggy in the window mean i don't know how much is it? <laughs> all, right. all right this has gotten out of hand yeah we've gone on long enough but i want everyone out there to take a moment merry christmas and... happy festivus Happy uh, holidays to my happy uh, Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah's like Friday of when we're uh, it's soon, yeah. Or the no. next week, as of this recording. <laughs> yeah, it already happened as of when it just gets. You know, it's probably well into Hanukkah. Whatever you celebrate, celebrate it well and enjoy yourself and stay safely. safe. Stay safely. Oh, Flint Dilly hates that phrase. Don't say that. Oh, why? Because uh, he's one that doesn't like phrases after a while. Overused oh. phrases. All right. Well, I, I To find out why, listen to our interview. <laughs> we still want you to have a safe. Right. Holiday. Don't stay yeah, in case safe. You need, in case you need to store your money. Yes, get a safe. And don't drop it on anyone's head. Yeah. Or like while they're walking under the ladder. Under a ladder, yeah. And there's a black cat. And then there's, there's, you look over there by the river, there's a body floating by, and candles, <laughs> bread. Put a candle, candle and a loaf of bread. soggy bread. <laughs> I picture Wonder Bread, like, in the plastic, but it looks like a... <laughs> I was just picturing a, just a big loaf. Like a yeah. baked, yeah, yeah, like something you would bake. Oh, check out my Instagram for a baked loaf of bread that, yeah. I made the other day. 
and then check out our interview with Flint Dilly. Yeah. And all then right, check guys. out things around the world. Oh, wait. We don't. You, can, you can check all these things out. 10 years. Go to leadpodcast.com <laughs> or wherever you get your podcast from. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us. Leave us a review. Do all those things that people encourage you to do. But mostly have a um, holly, holly jolly holly Christmas. Oh. <laughs> it's the best Peace. time of the year. And to all a good night. Great. All right. That was good. That was better. I'm Mr. Green Christmas. I'm Mr. Sun. I'm Mr. Heat Blister. I'm Mr. 101. Too much. He's Mr. Green Christmas. He's Mr. Sun. He's Mr. Heat Blister. He's Mr. 101. They call me Heat Miser. Whatever I touch starts to melt in my clutch. He's too much. Thank you. I never want to know a day that's under 60 degrees. I'd rather have it 80, 90, 100 degrees. Oh, some like it hot, but I like it really hot. He's Mr. Green Christmas. He's Mr. Sun. Too much. Yeah, just thinking about the ghost of Christmas, whatever's nuts.